Welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy. Welcome back after game week 13. I'm your host, Alfie. It's me. Hello. We meet again. Uh, there's no secret journalist this week. Again, he's become a victim of his own success. So to share the burden with me is a man enjoying a rich vein of fantasy form. It's a man with a beard. It's Nathan Taylor. Hello, mate. Hello, Nathan. All right. It's just you and me, bud. I know. Yeah, dream team. Dream <laughs> I'll be Fletcher, you can be John Black. Ah, uh, but I get shot in series two. Was it three? You get shot. Series two, I think. Finale. That was a sad, sad day. I don't think I watched it after that, but. Do you remember Rodriguez? Yeah. They're f- it was remember because he was a foreigner. Yeah. And that was the storyline because he was a foreign striker. <laughs> and yeah. um, didn't you have an affair with Linda yeah. Locke? Linda Block, yeah. 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 He was the and chairman's Chairman's wife. wife, yeah, of course, a bit of fluff. And then uh, then Rodriguez turned up on um, the film Resident Evil. Yeah, and John Block was in was he in EastEnders after that? Uh, I, I, seem to I might be getting him confused Larry Lamb, to be honest. <laughs> Larry Lamb. Uh, so apologies if you have no idea what we're talking about. We are, of course, talking about um, Sky One's Dream Team, which was on TV, what, in the early 2000s? Yeah, I reckon. Don't know. Late 90s. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, should we just talk about what's coming up on the show today? Part one, we have a Game Week 13 roundup looking at FPL draft and fan tracks. And yes, we will be having a quiz question. Part two, we talk FPL tactics truck with Matt Kearney, a.k.a. Bowstring the Cup. And Tommy Gunn's calling in to say he loves you and also he's got a new feature. Part three is a Game Week 14 fixtures with statistical analysis and clean sheet predictions. We will also be hearing the trending transfers from FPL Nymphra. And of course, we're going to look at some players. Part four, we ring the changes to our podcast FPL team. Have the answer to our quiz question, and I think that'd be enough for us. So, Nath, um, yeah, right. We've got a massive game week pile up coming up in the next week or so, haven't we? Yeah, it's Jurgen Klopp esque. We're probably going to need two teams, I reckon, because we've got two game weeks, but they're spread over the course of like six days where there's continuous football, long live football, but no Monday night football. No, no, but you've cursed it, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. By saying we don't want Monday night football, and now the, the only day there isn't football is bloody Monday. I know. Long live football. Monday, Monday. Yeah, so just to remind people, so we've got game week this weekend, and then on Tuesday, Tuesday 3rd December till Thursday the 5th December is game week 15, then Saturday the 7th till Monday the 9th is game week 16. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be doing some podcasts in between. We do one on Monday... Yeah, on I think Friday, right? Monday and Friday makes sense. I've put it on Twitter if you need to know. Uh, let's talk some football, real football, not just dates. Uh, I quite enjoyed Aston Villa versus Newcastle on Monday. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm really glad I wasn't playing against Jack Grealish with the assist for basically putting his foot on the ball. I'm surprised he, well, to be fair, he absolutely ran that show. Yeah. Like, everything went through him. He won both the free kicks for the goals. But what I was quite impressed with was um, he was quite unselfish in terms of letting Hurahan take the free kicks, he's quite a good team player in that sense. Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, and he was so good at finding shoot positions, which was really frustrating for me because from a draft perspective, I went into that game mm-hmm. needing points from uh, Marvellous Nakamba and Wesley. Yeah. And Nakamba got dropped inexplicably. I don't, yeah. I think Nakamba's one of these players that is playing well from a draft point of view but isn't offering them much more than just running around and tackling a lot. Uh, yeah, but I think for what I think he uh, Dean Smith saw that Newcastle wouldn't be bringing much. He thought he'd bring a yeah, exactly. player in, didn't yeah. he? So anyway, so that was frustrating. And Wesley, I was looking at, and the thing is, because Grealish was so good, he was dribbling past people and then getting into position. So he didn't need to pass to Wesley. It was nah. so frustrating. <laughs> and having the shots himself. Um, you scraped through there, didn't you? Yeah, I did scrape through. But we'll get to that. Um, but in terms of Grealish, I wonder whether it'd be better off staying at like Villa, where you can be the main man. Mm. Imagine if you went to like Spurs or something, it would just get lost. Yeah, I think he would get lost. I mean, it's hard enough at the moment fitting in 
Ali, Ericsson and probably Le Celso into that side already. So, I mean, Spurs were interested in him at one point, but I can't see that happening. I think he's definitely good enough to be playing for a, a bigger... Mm. Well, not a bigger club because Villa are a massive club, but maybe a more established Premier League team at this but current time. It was quite a throwback, actually, seeing like a player dictate play so much. A bit like seeing Merce at Pompey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Newcastle, they're a funny team, aren't they? They've got like all the right components... Like defenders who defend and are good in the air, and they've got pace in the attack. Yeah, I think the trouble for them, my sort of what I saw was, uh, is whether those components are up to a high enough standard. Which yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, are. you're right. In that they've got centre backs that look like they can do the basics, foot like wing backs who are very attacking and look threatening and as you say you've got the looks of Alan St. Maximan but maybe they're just not very good no that's what I mean the yeah. standard needs to be high doesn't yeah. it but technically they you know yeah. on FIFA that'd be quite useful yeah I think they would be yeah. uh, Jolington was hard to watch though have you seen him yeah mm. wow his build up play is bad man what do you reckon 40 million Jolington or 72 million Pepe which one I'd rather have which one's worse uh, who got the worst deal there I would say forty million for a player that uh, doesn't have any build-up plays. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, forty million for that guy. I mean, come <laughs> on, you're better off getting Glenn Murray in your team. Yeah, I mean, God, it's ridiculous. But you know, all in all, Monday Night Football was actually all right, and um, yeah, I was really impressed with Villa. Yeah, I think so. And like you're saying with Grealish running the midfield, and obviously McGinn having a good season thus far, doesn't bode well for United who again had a horror show barring about seven minute turnaround they got absolutely overrun in midfield that midfield too I mean Gary Neville was absolutely losing his ship on yeah I heard that that was so good he did did he say did he say ship they need to sort their ship out was the uh yeah he said that but he definitely didn't say that right no I'm not sure but um if they go into that game with Villa with a midfield of Pereira and Fred, then they're in big trouble. Right, said Fred, put a cup of tea on. Yeah. Put a midfielder on, more like. When's he going to get the sack of GSA? When's it going to happen? Don't know. Potch well, I did say before a... Christmas, you, your timeline ran out. You said October, didn't you? Yeah, I know. It's a shame. I never imagined that Potch would be gone first, but surely it's only a matter of time now. Although it looks like Emery will get be gone before that. Yeah, because Marco Silva, I was looking at Marco Silva's situation. The Irish guy. I don't get it. Move the O. Oh, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know whether to edit that out. Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Marco Silva. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it looks like they're going to keep hold of him because their fixture list coming up for the next five weeks is horrific. They've got yeah. you know, big guns. And um, I don't think they want to now get... Uh, a stopper in like Moyes or Mark or Hughes is some of the talk isn't Mark, it I mean well. blimey but um, yeah so they'll probably just say we're, we're going to lose those games anyway you might as well just keep the job yeah <laughs> <laughs> have fun save the money on the sa- on the uh, compensation yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, I think that's enough uh, of that uh, let's do a quick quiz and then we'll do the game week 13 round up so the quick quiz question for you Nay. Mm. Which five players have amassed the most FPL points over the course of their careers since records were first kept in 2006-2006? Okay, cool. Remember 2006? Not particularly well, but Portsmouth were in the Premier League back then, so I've got a vague recollection of it. Right, okay. Uh, game Week 13 Roundup. Jose Hunt's Spurs with Spurs fans as new look Spurs defeat the Hammers at the London Stadium. Things can't be well at Goodison as Everton will be hoping some gold soon replaces the worn out silver following their 2 0 loss at home to Norwich. Leicester and Jamie Vardy continue their march to the title with another solid display, this time against Brighton. Watford get Burnley at Vicarage Road. Man City show Chelsea's boss Wolves eats and cherries. Sheffield United boss Man United until Man United turn up after 70 minutes, then disappear again in the 90th. Liverpool squeeze past the Eagles and Arsenal prove that Lacazette is still the technology to go to if you want to hear cheers at the Emirates, but they might want something louder, so that to bring out the booze. Boo. Four 
four clean sheets this week. Yeah, four clean sheets. Leicester, Norwich, Burnley, Villa. Uh, the goal king was, of course, Lacazette. Uh, goal scoring defenders, Tarkovsky, Steve Cook, Ogbonna, Brandon Williams. What a goal that was. Assist king. Oh, wow, there wasn't really any. Assisting defenders, Tarkovsky, Robertson, Sergio Rio, Lundstrom. Penalty misses, James Ward-Prowse, but then he put it in again. And red cards, naughty boy, Simon Francis Bournemouth. You are a naughty boy. This week's top performing players across FPL and Draft, you have uh, Tarkovsky, uh, Hurahan, Fleck and Sun. Uh, fan tracks is Tarkovsky, Lacazette and Vardy. <laughs> that is different. Some stats. Uh, stats. 23 of Alexandra Lacazette's 30 Premier League goals have been scored in home games. Uh, I think you all know that anyway. Stats. Riyad Mahrez has been involved in 10 goals in his 11 starts for Man City this season. Um, yeah, four goals, six assists. That's in all competitions. Stats. All four of Mikel Antonio's Premier League goals for West Ham against Spurs have come at different venues. So that's Upton Park, West, uh, West Hart Lane, White Hart Lane, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and London Stadium. No goals at Wembley. He's missed out there, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he has missed out. He looked good. He came on actually yeah, did very well. Definitely changed the game for them by having someone who actually looked like they gave <laughs> a ship. Yeah, a ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week's top of play, uh, top performing players in full FPL and draft goalkeepers are Cruel, Leonard, and Pope. Defenders: Tarkovsky, Cook, Juber, and Chilwell. Midfield: Hurihan, Fleck, and Son. Forwards: Lacazette, Vardy, and Rashford. Fan tracks: Nath. Yeah, um, not much changes in there. Um, but you've got Heaton instead of Leno, which is interesting since Leno saved a penalty. I wonder whether yeah. it compensates for the fact that the rebound was scored, possibly. Maybe, maybe. Which is quite... It does annoy me sometimes when goalkeepers get credited a save that bounces straight out to another player and then, you know... It depends who's in your team, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Target is in there instead of Frederick Gilbert. Um, in midfield, you've got Grealish and James Ward-Prowse, and they're, jo- they're joining Hurahan and Fleck. And then up front, because Son is classed as a forward, he replaces Rashford. Mm. FPL pod team result. <laughs> team pod FPL result. We did all right, Nath. 73 points this week. Yeah. The cons- average was 49. Yeah, and considering like our most expensive asset was ruled out in Salah, that's not a bad result. Yeah, we weren't we weren't too hopeful, were we? No. Um we can you know, we well so we traded out Robertson for Chilwell. Yeah. Uh, we weren't sure about Robertson starting. Um and plus Chilwell's got a good run in games coming up. And plus we saved some cash. Mm. Um he got a clean sheet alongside Ricardo in our defence. We captain Vardy, so Team Leicester did well for us. Yeah. Son and KDB did some points, and even Mason Greenwood scored a cheeky goal. Yeah, exactly. And talking to that Leicester run, they've now got five wins on the bounce, four clean sheets in a row, and the next four games are Everton, Watford, Villa, Norwich. I mean, they're all winnable, aren't they? Yeah, so you'd imagine Chilwell and Pereira will... We'll talk about, obviously, our team later, but I'd be tempted to keep them in for the long haul now. They're in. They're (laughs) in. Uh, So, with our total of 73 points, our overall ranking has risen uh, we dropped last week to 128,278 but this week we have risen to Nathan 78,706 78,706 overall that is pretty good that's in the top definitely in the top two percent I mean if we were living somewhere maybe in a village we'd be in the local paper I'm pretty sure yeah probably yeah <laughs> weeks worth of stories on us <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, should contact the ports of news yeah why not why just, just do it yeah. they love stuff like that don't they <laughs> uh, but of course that's the overall but Nathan you want to know where we rank in the most important league in FPL the Crystal Palace Fan League no close <laughs> the official Ultimate Fantasy Podcast League Tell us, Alf. Well, we're still fourth. Oh, my God. Yeah. But there is a new leader. So congratulations, Amit Duta. His hey. team, Naruto FC, leads the pack with 793 points. Well done, mate. Well done. Of course, if you, the listener, you listening right now, feel like you can do better than that, the league code is PSDBV4. PSDBV4. Uh, and you can find that in the episode blurb. Join us. Come show us what you got. 
Bring it on. Right, the highest scoring FPL manager for game week 13 overall. Uh, that person has scored uh, 124 points. Crikey. Yes, crikey did. <laughs> but unfortunately, as a name written in scripture, which is not Latin based, <laughs> uh, and therefore I can't decipher it. Uh, but his team name or her team name is Al Hamas. So well done. They captain Son. The team doesn't look that extravagant. Uh, Vardy, Jimenez, Rashford up top. Kante, Mane, De Bruyne in midfield. Ricardo, Target and Pope. So basically, the whole team there scored points. Yeah. Sounds like a good week, but can we guess at where they are in the overall league? Well, actually, um, 764 points overall. So they're hot oh. on... So yeah. hot on our heels, 101,364th place. Well done, Al Hamas. Well done, indeed. Uh, the top FBL manager overall, oh, Nate, it's hotting up. Matt Troha is still pipping Nick Tanner to the top spot by two points overall. That is wow. a proper ding-dong. Uh, but Woolly Mount FC bringing up the rear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have I done there? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty good, isn't it? Team names. Uh, right, I found some. Okay. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, Paul Hughes. Well done. Uh, whole Jota Love. Mm, yeah. Simon Clark. Salt and Pepe. Salt and Pepe. Oh, no. No, no, no. No? Sam Alulu. Do not like that. Um, uh, incidentally, um, last night, did you notice uh, Olympiacos had a player called Mysoras? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> was Have you got any other team names? Um, it's not particularly relevant anymore, but I did see one um, that was My Little Kone. Aruna Kone. Aruna Kone? Wow. There's going to be a whole generation who don't know who that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I thought that was good. And Benteki Fried Chicken. <laughs> who also hasn't played for years <laughs> yeah. he used to be a footballer as well yeah he did yeah. Uh, right there's the end of FPL um, we'll be confirming our changes for game week 14 in part 4 right now let's talk draft fantasy what a weekend eh Nathan four wins in a row for you yeah comprehensive as well as you saw your saw off title contender Mooney I did yeah is it too early for the fans of Atletico Bilbo Baggins to be dreaming of a title challenge um yes it is too early I think I've been muddling through a little bit I've got I've got human son which is obviously helping and I've got Jimenez who's on a hot streak at the moment other than that I'm kind of having to muddle through by making some shrewd transfers every week but um i'm getting there yeah. i'll be considering that i was auto pick i'm quite happy with how i'm doing at the moment i'm in the top half safely in the top half now and yeah. looking up rather than down auto pick can be awful yeah 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 49 43 you won yeah like yeah. you said him and this and wood ticking over nicely yeah i picked up wood from the free transfers bin i think yeah. isherwood gave him up for no reason well, because <laughs> he's a rubbish manager oh well. yeah true yeah Phil's team, ready to be winning, one again. 53-28 in the Phil Derby. They're looking pretty good at the moment. Yeah, fresh in, really. And they've won four in the bounce as well because they've always just maintained being slightly ahead of me. I'm still, Well, I'm above Tommy Gunn, obviously. But other than that, I'm still bottom of the podcast league. Don't worry about that. It's, a tough, league. it's a tough league, mate. Tough league. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of tough league, uh, my team, it's not a good link, is it? And reigning champions in glorious thunder bastards. Uh, I actually utilised the Luck League this week. Big time. Big Absolutely time. big time. By winning 39 to 38. Um, like I said that as earlier, that Villa game. Um, so, Nona Campbell, just watching them. He normally gets five points for me, by the way. So, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to win this fine. So, watching Wesley. It's funny, isn't it, when you've got a team, a player invested in a game. Mm. I, was, I felt like his mum on the side. I was like, <laughs> come on, Wesley! Come on! <laughs> and... Uh, in the space of a minute, he missed an open goal from about three yards. <laughs> and then and then the ball broke away and he ran up back in it and just sived down someone and got a yellow card. So it was one point off. It's funny because whatever you were watching it on must have been slightly ahead of what I was watching it on because I was getting your WhatsApp messages <laughs> before it happened, which was quite nice. 
Double expletives. Yeah. Um, anyway, your win, Nathan, has elevated you to sixth place. Yeah. Like, like we said, one point still behind Phil. Only three points off me. Yeah. Well, there was a disparity of 100, point, 100 player points between our two teams. Doesn't matter. Unless we finish equal, it doesn't matter at all. It's about <laughs> racking up the wins. It's all about those head-to-head points. Uh, no real transfers this week. Uh, Ishwin managed to pick up uh, Sergio Aurier before Sergio Aurier became... Mm. Um, Cafu. Cafu, yeah. <laughs> he looked really good, actually, yeah. last night again. Um, the Game Week 14 head-to-head fixtures. Uh, Nath, you got rock bottom. Dow, mm. don't do an Everton... Dow has already beaten me once this season as well. Oh, mate, that's going to hurt. Yeah. The worst team in draft fantasy history. I've got Mooney again, for some reason, in a a top-of-the-table clash. Phil has got Tommy Gunn again. (laughs) I think that's the third time in four weeks. That's like, can we play you every week? Okay. (laughs) Okay, then fine, yeah. Close enough. That's good, yeah. And that's our draft fantasy. Uh, are you looking to make any transfers this week? There's not much going on, is there's there? There's not a lot going on. There's not a lot in the bins. I did. I picked up um, someone from the free... Oh, Nathan Redmond. I've got him. Switched him out for... I brought in Tom Davies, who in the two games before, he'd scored and made loads of tackles. And then against Norwich, he did nothing. So he's back in the bins. And I brought in Nathan Redmond. Yeah, it's all about the rotation, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I brought in Rudiger, actually. Because uh, uh, I just thought, why not? I put him as my um, what's that? Floating your infirmary. Player. My floating player. What's oh, floating? your flex. My flex. Put my flex. What happened there? Can't do any harm if he comes good. He comes good. Top player. Uh, I've noticed um, Tim Crawl in the like, past three weeks has scored like seven hundred points. Yeah, so that's not seven. I'm exaggerating, of course, but he's got sixteen, I think, and seventeen the other. He loves to save a penalty, doesn't he? Mm. As well. If you notice in our league, no one's doing transfers between teams. Yeah. And we've got two ghost managers. Big time now. Yeah. It's getting ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, that's enough of Draft Fantasy. We've bored everyone with that. Um, (laughs) If you want to contact us about your experiences, or actually, predominantly, if you want to send us uh, messages of abuse to send someone else, we are more than happy to be the conduit for that. So, yeah, do that. Uh, That's the end of part one. Don't go anywhere. Part two, we're speaking to Tommy Gunn and Matt Kearney. Welcome to part two. Right, let's go now and listen to Tommy Gunn. Hello, Tommy Gunn. Alfie, Alfie, morning, mate. How's it going? Uh, I'm all grand and groovy. Um, Yeah, oh, you must be pretty chipper. Uh, Healthy win for you. 61 to 34 in the Draft Fantasy League. Yes. Yeah. Good result. That's the, that's the business model right there. That's what, that's what my team's all about. Clean sheets at the back, nick a few goals up front, and then you've got an unbeatable score. That's basically what happened. Um, yeah. Lacazette, Mares, Tukowski, who was obviously part of the Burnley well, core. That was a bit of a, an added bonus, really. <laughs> uh, I don't expect any of my defenders to score, but when they do, it's even better. So, I mean, I think he pulled in 17 points, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, goal and so, assist, didn't he? Yeah. Massively lucky. I mean, even without that, I'd have still been sort of in 50 points. And basically, that's 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 the model. I have got a slight dilemma at the moment in as much as uh, Matty Loughton's being kept out of the team by Phil Bardsley. So I'm down to two Burn- Burnley defending regular starters. I've got home to Palace for Burnley and I've got Sheffield United away at Wolves. So I would normally go a 60-40 split there, Burnley. Um, but with only two guaranteed starters, I might just go 50-50 and play four at the back and then chuck uh, Wall Prowse into midfield because he's actually, yeah. you know, he, he got that pen. Always useful to have penalty takers in your side. And Southampton got Watford, of course. So uh, good chance to score some points. Score some points there. So yeah, that's that's it really. That's that's the model. Mm, sounds good enough to me. Uh, moving on now, uh, word on the street is that you have a new feature for us. That, that, that is correct, yeah. TG Tips. Uh, it's a new feature that we're uh, trialling on the on the pod this week. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. I've 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 also done a so what what that basically means is this is uh, this is an acker for the upcoming game week. Um, but I, I, I've deviated slightly, even though it is only week one. Uh, so I've done a sort of a podcast flavoured acker for you. All games are on Saturday. I've gone two prem games. I've got Liverpool and City to win. 
Then I've jumped into the FA Cup. Um, Pompey v Altrincham. I've obviously <laughs> gone home win there. So that's good. That's my third game. Then I've got my two local teams. I've got Forest Green Rovers and I've got Cheltenham Town. So uh, Forest Green Rovers absolutely flying. So this is, this is League Two or Div 4 as I like to call it. Uh, Forest Green Rovers absolutely flying. Three wins in five. They're playing Carlisle. So I've gone home win there. Then I've got Cheltenham Town v Port Vale. Cheltenham were absolutely flying. We're in the, we're in the uh, guaranteed promotions. We are in the playoffs now. We've had one win in four. Three of those have been draws. So we're playing Port Vale down in ninth, but I think I've gone home win there. I think, we, I think that's okay. So that's my fourth game. And then last up, as a nod to the secret journey, it's got Leeds v Borough. Top of the table, high-flying Leeds, four wins in five. Uh, playing Borough, who just look absolutely lost. Mm. So I've, ch- I've chucked a fiver on that. I think it's uh, about 25 to one. Um, and that's it. Happy days, happy days. So imagine uh, this time next week you could be, uh, you know, be richer and splashing the cash like some Euro Millions winner. I could be. I could be uh, treating everybody to, um, well, I'm parked up outside of Greg's. So <laughs> the, the vegan sausage. I'm looking at a man in an Arsenal top smoking a fag. I mean, I genuinely am. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, there you go. That's, uh, that's the problem that the Emirates right there, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. Um, uh, thanks very much, and Tommy Gunn. Good luck with the game week. Good luck with your accumulator. Do let us know how you get on, and we'll speak to you next week. All right. Cheers, mate. See ya. That was Tommy Gunn um, talking about his TG tips. Uh, you haven't put an acker on for a while, Nate, have you? No, I mean, I had a big win in week one and then I had a decent win uh, whenever Man City played Spurs as well when I cashed out um, on that one. But then since then, it's just pouring money down the drain. I'd rather spend it on a pint. Yeah. Get a lot more pleasure from it. I totally agree. I, I do struggle. I mean, every now and then I might get an acker and put a, a pound on it, but no more than that. I did put a fiver on Spurs win the Champions League the other day. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Why not? Got Why to not? the final last year. That's, the, that's my only bit of the year. Mm. Right, that's, uh, let's go now to the tactics truck and speak to Matt Kearney. Tactics truck, tactics truck. I got a truck, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck and you will suck. Because you don't have a tactics truck. Matt, how are you? Hey, Alfie. Uh, yeah, mate. Oh, what a great week. Great game week 13. Uh, last week, of course, you talked about your prediction on United smashing the Sheffield United defence. Uh, it looked so far-fetched until at least the 72 minute, 72nd minute <laughs> uh, when it all went bang. Yeah, I was watching the game and I was like, oh, I got it so wrong. And yeah, that that. When United got the fourth goal, it kind of seemed to spark a bit of a reaction and they, they took their, their following few chances that they had. I mean, admittedly, they didn't look great. Sheffield looked so organised up until that, that point which they collapsed. But uh, I think had I not watched the game and seen the scoreline, I would have been more hopeful of Martial getting some. Mm, well, margins, margins, margins. Uh, what are we going to talk about this week, mate? Uh, well, I was about. I was going to write an article about fixture changes and uh, one of the teams involved was uh, Crystal Palace. So, Palace they they're away to Burnley this this week. Um, Burnley did quite well uh, last game week. They were I know they did well. Who they, uh, yeah, they were away to Watford. But uh, yeah, I think the stats didn't really favour Burnley in that game. You know, they seemed somewhat lucky in in, in some respects. But uh, I do think Palace are going to kick on now. You know, they they did really well against Liverpool. Zaha had a good few uh, good few shots in the box against Liverpool and. They they have a good few options of different price ranges that you know could could deliver over the festive uh, festive period. Yeah, they've got some um, cheap defensive options as well, haven't they? There's like you know Martin Kelly who may get back in the side now with uh, Joel Ward uh, seem- seemingly injured. Um, Palace were supposed to have a scan on him on Monday, but we haven't heard any official reports of how extensive the injury is. So we'll have to wait mm-hmm. and see about Kelly. Uh, Kelly's only 4.1 million um, still quite highly owned 24% of, of fantasy manager, managers so quite uh, quite a, a popular player still and you know uh, Palace don't have an awful lot of options in that right back area so maybe he'll be forced to play Kelly quite an awful lot uh, of course there's uh, Patrick Van Anholt who's very very attacking mm. quite price you know, 5.6 million uh, also maybe not as highly owned as Kelly 10.4% ownership 
you know, we, we could probably guarantee he's going to pick up a, an assist, maybe even a goal over the, the next six to eight game weeks. And then there's Zaha, who, was, who I mentioned had like five shots against Liverpool. Looked really, really good. But uh, certainly nicely priced and gives you a bit of flexibility elsewhere, I think. I mean, they've certainly got winnable fixtures leading into and out of the festive period. They've got Burnley, Bournemouth, Watford, Brighton, Newcastle, West Ham, Southampton, Norwich. And that takes them to the 1st of January. Even looking past into the new year, I mean, game week 22 and 23 is a bit tough. They have a game against Arsenal, which may not be too bad if Emery is still there. (laughs) But uh, game week 23, away to City, you know, we're probably not expecting anything there, which is fair. But uh, once you get past that, there's another nice run between 24 and game week 30. Hmm. Eagles. Uh, right, great stuff. Thank you very much, uh, Matt. As always, uh, we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Tactics jerk, tactics jerk. I got a jerk, it's full of tactics. It brings me luck and you will suck. Because you don't have a tactics truck. That was Matt Kenny in the tactics truck, tactics truck, tactics truck. All right, if you want to ask Matt Kenny a question, by the way, or anything. Get in contact at Ultimate F Pod. That's the end of part two. Welcome to part three. We're going to discuss now the upcoming game week fixtures for game week 14. On Saturday, 30th of November, you've got Newcastle against Man City in the early kickoff. Then you have Burnley against Palace, Chelsea against West Ham, Liverpool against Brighton, Tottenham against Bournemouth, Southampton against Watford is the evening kickoff. And then on Sunday, the 1st of December, yes, December, Norwich against Arsenal, Wolves against Sheffield United, Leicester City versus Everton, and Manchester United versus Aston Villa. Ooh. The Ron Atkinson Derby. Ron Atkinson Derby, indeed. Uh, look at these fixtures. Some tasty fixtures. I was looking at points, though. Yeah. Uh, we could potentially see rotation. You've got the Champions League this week. Then you've got the fixture pile up uh, into the Premier League. Uh, Spurs versus Bournemouth. I mean, let's talk Spurs. Spurs looked good last night. Yeah. Didn't they? Aurea, obviously, as we mentioned, had a really good game. Uh, as did Ericsson when he came out. It was a bit rusty. Yeah. They had... Caveat, they looked good from about 29 minutes after Dyer got hauled off. Um, I thought he was poor against West Ham as well. Mm. Gave away a lot of fouls, gave the ball up um, quite a lot and generally got in Harry Winks' way a lot. And Harry, <laughs> Harry Winks improved when Dyer came off. Yeah, It's good to see Tangi and Dombele come on as well because I think he'll take that spot once he's fully up to speed. Tasty, isn't spot. he? Um, yeah, Ericsson... I mean, Ericsson looked good by virtue of him actually passing to his teammates. Um, and he, he did do some good things. I still don't think he's a nailed-on starter. But as you say, Serge Aurier looked very good. Deli Alley is starting to look back to his old self as well. The real menace in the final third at the moment. And Kane does what Kane does. Lots of goals. Mm, one season wonder. Yeah. Um, of course, their lineup. Um is looking, as you predicted uh, last week, with Dyer, Davis... Uh, Amora coming yeah. in. Davis actually picked up an injury. Uh, Bournemouth, uh, the one the last time these two met in May, and that was at the uh, Vitality there, right, Nath? Yeah, I wouldn't read too much into that. That was when Spurs were kind of having that really tricky spot at the end of last season and their well-documented away form as well in the lead-up to the Champions League and then the start of this season. So mm. I wouldn't read too much into that. I mean, at Wembley, with Spurs at home, Kane and Co spanked Eddie Howe's men 5-0, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since beating Man United 1-0 in game week 11, Bournemouth have lost two on the bounce, losing 2-1 away to Newcastle and, of course, 2-1 at home to Wolves at the weekend. Yeah, they're going through their traditional November-ish sticky <laughs> patch where, having started the season well, they then go through six weeks of not winning and then they generally they go then away to Chelsea and win 3-0 for no apparent reason. It's funny you say that. Bournemouth uh, are faring better away from home this season, actually. Played six, won two, drawn one, lost three. I mean, that's not great. Uh, yeah. They've only conceded eight goals on the roads. Mm. Uh, only Liverpool, Leicester and Wolves have fared better. But the Cherries have played one game fewer, so they could concede loads the next one. Uh, only scored seven, though. So failing to score against Watford and Arsenal. Mm. Interesting enough. 
That's yeah. weird, isn't it? Failing to go into Arsenal, Watford. Uh, Spurs uh, traditionally get big wins against the Seasiders, don't they? Yeah, you mentioned last season's 5-0 win, but some of the other results since Bournemouth came into the Premier League, Spurs have won 4-1, 4-0, a 3-0 and a 5-1 as well. In fact, mm. the only t- other time other than last season when Bournemouth have beaten Spurs in their entire history... They were actually called something different. That was when they were Bournemouth and Boscombe Athletic, and this was in <laughs> 1957. 1957. That was the last time Benteke scored. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember it well. <laughs> Obviously not for Bournemouth. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, Jose Spurs had 15 attempts at goal against West Ham. Uh, five big chances. Their XGC, so that's expected goals against versus West Ham, was 0.68, but they still conceded two goals. Yeah. So your prediction for this one, Nate? Um, I fancy Spurs for this one. Maybe a uh, 3-1 win. Potentially Spurs to get their first clean sheet of the season, but I wouldn't count on that. No, I was thinking I was thinking 3-1, and I think Bournemouth will strike first. That mm. seems to be the vein. Um, and then I think Bournemouth will get a bit excited then, think, oh, we can take this. Mm. They're not ones to sit back, are they? No. And then that actually will play into Spurs' hand a little bit in a strange dimension. So who, who are the ones to watch? Serge Aurier? Serge Aurier and Deli Alley. I think he looks like he is back big time. Don't think Ericsson will play then? I think he might. No, I don't. Uh, maybe between him and, and Dombele. I obviously got Ndombele in my draft team, so I'm slightly biased there. Slightly biased. Wolves versus Sheffield United. Uh, Wolves unbeaten in seven Premier League games. Their last defeat came against Chelsea, which is a 5-2, mm. I think. Uh, they've drawn 1-1 six times this season in the Premier League and haven't scored more than two goals in any fixture. But will they need to score more than two goals in this fixture, Nath? Um, I'm not sure whether they will have to. I, I actually kind of see this one being a very interesting game, not necessarily the highest scoring game. Um, Jimenez, though, scored for the... Three straight game weeks now. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United, they did miss Egan and Henderson last week, but you expect to see them back this week. I think Egan's was only a slight um, calf strain. Uh, it's an interesting match. Both teams actually set up with wing backs and three at the back. I'd expect Dendonka to come in in this game. As I mentioned at the top of the programme, United were painfully outnumbered in midfield. Mm. They, they started with two in there, and obviously Sheffield United always have a three in there of Fleck, Norwood and John Lundstrom. Yeah. Um, I'd expect that Wolves will also counter that with a three. Sometimes they just play with Neves and Moutinho yeah, in there. Yeah. But I'd expect Dendonka to come in for this game because, because they'll get overrun, I think. Well, he's been it. playing defence, isn't he, Dendonka? Yeah, I'd expect someone to come into midfield, maybe Roman Sice to play in defence and then Dendonka to move into midfield because I could see them get an overrun if they do that thing where they play Jota, Adama Traore and Jimenez. I think that's asking for a little bit of trouble. Mm, indeed. Uh, Sheffield United, um, that draw with United is the first time they've conceded more than two goals in a match this season. Yeah. Yeah. The last time they conceded two goals in a match was against Chelsea. Mm. Uh, everyone conceded lots of goals to Chelsea. And then they went on a run of only conceding four goals in eight games. Yeah. That was pretty good, wasn't it? But obviously, three goals against United. Uh, I expect a tight game in this one, I think. Um both teams after this have got a nice little run of fixtures coming up. I think both teams would settle for a draw here, keep the momentum going of their both good runs and move on from there. For example, after this game, Wolves have got West Ham and Brighton in the next two as well. So their defenders look like a good shout for the next few weeks. Sheffield United have got a really nice run of fixtures coming up now. Newcastle, Norwich, Villa and Brighton after they play Wolves. Yeah, it's kind of all right, isn't it? Um to be fair, against United, their XGC, despite seeing those goals, was only 1.32. Yeah. And they only had five shots on target against them. Wolves conceded two shots, only two shots on target in their match against Bournemouth. Mm. But they conceded one goal. Yeah. <laughs> That's football, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Right, okay, so you're going for a, a score draw? Yeah, I'm going to go for a score draw. I think... If I was looking at bringing in players in fantasy, I'd look at the wing backs. And obviously, if you've not already got John Lundstrom, then what are you doing listening to this program? What are you doing in your life? Yeah. <laughs> Go out there and get in contact with John Lundstrom and apologise. Yeah, because he should be in your team. Yeah. Just get around your house. Actually, this is getting weird. <laughs> anyway, Southampton-Watford. Southampton 
Had 21 attempts at goal at Arsenal. That was the highest of any team in game week 13. Yeah. Uh, five of those were deemed big chances. They missed a few, didn't they, Nate? Yeah, did you watch this one? I saw highlights. Okay, I watched it, and Southampton can consider themselves very, very unfortunate mm. not to have won this. I thought they were actually pretty good. Um, Ar- Arsenal were poor, but Southampton looked very good. And it's an interesting game, especially maybe for those of you who do like a bet is that the last three fixtures between these sides have been score draws. I can kind of see that happening again, mm. actually. Well, it's, tra- it's strange, isn't it? Because they both... This is going to be a scrap, yeah, isn't it? Uh, Watford have conceded 13 goals away from home. That's the second worst in the league behind Chelsea and Spurs. Mm. Feels like a weird stat. Yeah. Uh, although the Hornets have played one game fewer. Only eight goals in 13 games this season for Watford. That seems to be their problem because they didn't play that badly. Did they against Burnley? They just got done. They got Burnley. Yeah. Uh, Southampton do concede a lot of crosses on the right flank, which I flagged mm. up last week. 21 against Arsenal. Yep. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, Watford, interestingly enough, scored the second highest number of crosses from their left flank. Okay. So that could be the source of all the power right there. That flank, the right back position for Southampton could be the problem for them. That has um, been their problem all season, hasn't it? With Suarez and Valerie, and I don't think the manager's yeah. particularly happy with either of them. Cedric Suarez is quite good going forward, I suppose. Mm. Uh, Southampton, uh, yeah. Well, Watford are yet to win at home, uh, as are Southampton. Obviously, Southampton at home this week, they might have a point to prove. What are you going to go for, Nath? Score draw. I'm going to go with, they've had two one-all draws in a row, and then a two-all before. I can see this being another one-all draw. I, I flip-flop with Watford all the time. I think, oh, they're rubbish. And I think, you look at Decore and I think, oh, he's capable of scoring goals. Uh, I just, oh, I think Southampton will win this 3-1. <laughs> clean sheet forecasts. Uh, some horrific clean sheets forecasts last week from us. Uh, I didn't get I didn't get one, I don't think. Uh, we cursed Everton. That seems to be the golden rule. If we yep. all, all three of us agree... Me, yourself, and Secret Genesis all agree on one team to keep a clean sheet. They will not keep a clean sheet. We obviously yeah. all agree on Everton. Right, let's hear what I've got for you. Newcastle versus Man City. Newcastle on the back of a comprehensive 2-0 defeat to Villa and their so-called sturdy defence allowed Dean Smith to have eight shots on target. The problem area was at right fullback where they conceded nine chances. And where does Raheem Sterling play again? Hmm. Man City only conceded 11 chances against big hit in Chelsea and only two of them were on target. So for those hoping for a lumbering Newcastle set-piece goal, three of those chances City conceded were for set-pieces, although Pep's men didn't allow a single-headed chance. Having said that, Newcastle have scored in the last three matches against the Sky Blues, and the last time these two met at St. James's in January, the Magpies ran out 2-1 winners. Burnley versus Palace. Since their 3-0 drumming at the hands of Sheffield United in game week 11, Burnley have rolled out back-to-back 3-0 wins themselves. But can they fend off Crystal Palace to keep their third consecutive clean sheet? Historically, these teams have scored 20 goals in eight Premier League fixtures. Uh, Their last 0-0 was in the first encounter of 2014. Since then, Burnley have won three, Palace have won four. In fact, the Eagles have won their last three encounters against Dyche's Destroyers. 1-0, 1-0, and most recently 3-1. That game was at Turf Moor. And only in the 90th minute did Burnley's goal come. But here's the thing. Burnley have never failed to score against Palace at Turf Moor in their Premier League. Um, the last time Burnley actually kept a clean sheet against Palace was back in September 2017, when despite only having 33% possession and two shots on target, they ran out 1-0 winners. I think that's called a smash and grab. But Zaha was not playing that day. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's difficult this week, isn't it? I, I did you. I looked at the clean sheets mm. and I studied the clean sheets, and I'm none the wiser. And actually, what I've come up with is really boring. Okay, so I've gone for Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, and Wolves. Okay. Do you ever back Sheffield United? No. No, I didn't think so. I've got Dean Henderson in my draft team, so why would I? Ah, uh, true. Um, I'm going for Burnley, Chelsea, and Leicester. Burnley for the third clean sheet in a row. Yeah, against Burn Palace, riding high. No chance. No chance. So I will see to that. He's got one goal this season. Burnley, Burnley aren't Burnley aren't that good. No, I know they're not but... good enough to keep four clean sheets in a row. And Sheffield United, 
aren't as good as everyone makes out. I see three goals against United. United weren't in that game. They weren't, but... It was a great finish. That happens that left to back though, any kind it? of... Yeah, he was terrible though, wasn't he? Other than that. Yeah, well, he 75% yeah. chances down there. Right, let's go now and listen to what FPL content creator FPL Nymphra has to say. She's got the... Oh, she's got the trending transfers. There's been no change in the trendiest goalkeepers in so far this early in the week, with 24,000 managers getting in Schmeichel already. Pope and Gazaniga are also picking up pace with over 13,000 purchases. In defence, Dinia is leading the way in the transfers out this week with over 46,000 sales already. Peters and Van Dijk are the next trendiest with over 30,000 managers jumping ship. Soyuncu is the trendiest defender in so far this week, with over 74,000 managers placing their trust in the Leicester man. Lundstrom and Robson are both highly desired this week with over 46,000 purchases. Tamori has an outside chance of getting amongst the trendiest purchases though with 23,000 plus managers including the Chelsea man already. In midfield there's a clear leader from the purchases in this week and it's not a Leicester man believe it or not. It is Sun. Sun is one of the trendiest players in the game for a few weeks with over 144,000 managers climbing aboard the new manager boom and form of the Spurs man. Pulisic and Mane are the next best in line with over 62,000 purchases. Up front there's still no change. For the fourth week running, Vardy is by far the trendiest player in with over 135,000 managers climbing aboard. If he continues at this rate, he'll soon be owned by over half of all managers in the game. That was FPL content creator, FPL Nymphra. Uh, you can hear more from her if you go check out our episode below. We've got a link to her uh, to her profile, her site, her YouTube page. You can hear more. Um, before we end round, round part three, uh, notable players. Uh, for those playing fan tracks, mm. uh, the fantasy football chats have provided four under-the-radar picks from them. Uh, in defence, they've gone for... For Bardsley of Burnley. Yep. In midfield, Antonio and McLean. McLean. Mm. McLean. Yeah, McLean is a player that I've looked at. He's got quite a few points in, in draft as well at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah. So that could work both ways. And up front, they've gone for McGoldrick, Sheffield United, who is a busy player. And if yeah. you want to hear more from the Fantasy Football Chaps in regards to uh, fan tracks, you click the link in our episode blurb. And uh, they've got lots of great content. And that's the end of part three. Don't go anywhere, though. In part four, we have the answer to the question, and we'll be defining our FPL team. Welcome to part four. Right, let's do the quiz question, Nathan. Okay, remind me the question. Which five players have amassed the most FPL points over the course of their careers since records were first kept in 2006? Okay. You're going to read off some names? Yeah. Um, I reckon definitely Wayne Rooney. Yep. Frank Lampard. Yep. Uh, possibly, although he might have left the Premier League too early, Cristiano Ronaldo. No. Um, Goalkeeper. Goal, uh, Peter Cech. Yep. Uh, John Terry. No, but there is a defender. Um, defender who's... Good at on. pens. Who holds the record for the most pens? Leighton Baines. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more player. One more player. Come on. Uh, Salah. No. Forward. Still playing. Still playing. Forward. Harry Kane. No. Oh. Better than him. <laughs> ben Teke. <laughs> <laughs> um, Likes Diego Maradona. Related oh, Sergio Aguero. Aguero, yeah. Mm. Well, well done, mate. You, I think you did pretty well there, to be honest. Four out of five, maybe. Pretty fairing beard. Right, picking our FPL team. So our team sheet reads at the moment, Roberto Trent, Chilwell, Ricardo, Lundstrom, Son, Sulla, KDB, Mount, Connolly and Vardy. Mm. Um, we've got 2.8 million in the bank we have we could trade out Mount and go up high but no Mount, Mount we've got uh, West Ham 
Uh, we could get Dead Donkey out and then have a 7.2 million spend. We were looking at Pulisic last week. Yeah. Who was very affordable then, but he's gone up. He's risen somehow. Yeah, I know. And um, Jimenez is the other player that I liked that we could have afforded last week. We can't get him now. And we can't get him now as well. Oh, his price is gone. So that's gone. So actually, we're looking at getting rid of Roberto. Can you believe it? Um, and bringing in Henderson, Sheffield United, just because of the run of fixtures that Sheffield United have. Isn't yeah. right now? Yeah, exactly. They've got, if you even if you include Wolves, which I think will be a tight game, they've got five good games coming up in a row now. Mm. I mean, I'm not completely convinced by this Sheffield United uh, hipster defence thing, but I'm happy to go with it. There's nothing hipster about it. They're just they can a see good, the three goals well-drilled team with a great yeah. manager. You can see the three goals last game. Uh, all right, who's going to be our captain? Jamie Vardy? Yeah. Or Salah? Salah's due a goal, come on. I'm not convinced he'll start. He will. Come on, what's wrong with you? You're overthinking it. Salah will start and he will score. Let's go, Salah. Okay. I'll take full responsibility. All right. I think, <laughs> I think Vardy. Anyway. All right, go Vardy then. Then you take responsibility. No, you take Salah. This is turning into the apprentice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's that then. I'm sure we'll change our mind. And tell you what I'll do, listeners. I'll post it on the Twitter page, The Final Decision. Mm. Uh, which most likely will always change. And that's it from us. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we will be back after game week 14, but we'll be back Monday, this Monday, uh, to talk uh, about game week 15. I'm so confused already. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back on the Friday to talk about the next game week. All right. So uh, take care of yourselves until then. Many thanks here to Nathan. Cheers, man. Uh, Tommy Gunn, bowstring the carp. FBI Nymphra and to the fantasy football chaps. If you need to, contact us at the Ultimate F Pod. And don't forget to join our league, PSD BV4. Do it. Take care, sir. Goodbye. Slide.